Hey, hey, the episode that you are about to experience was initially a draft recorded as a voice note in my phone. And after hearing it back, I decided to let it stand as the episode. Of course, I would love the audio to be different, but I enjoyed what I heard and I hope you do too. So bear with me and my phone audio and sit back and relax and let's digest this healing thing together. And remember, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Happy listening. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful souls, welcome to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. We are in the 2024 calendar year and I am just so happy that you decided to be here today and if it is your first time pressing play on hashtag ISM pod welcome 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 I'm so happy that you joined us and are giving us a chance this is your safe audio space. I am Stephanie, the life architect. I am the builder, customizer, and designer of healthy emotional lives. I am a certified professional life coach. In my former professional life, I was a keynote speaker, and I am also the host of obviously this podcast. And today, I have something to say, and I hope what I have to say resonates with at least one person, okay? Okay, let's just get straight into it so I don't waste your time or mine. We are in 2024, as I said, depending on when you press play. It could be 2025, 6, 7, or beyond. Or hey, the skies could have cracked, the rapture could have come, or the aliens could have taken over the earth. And you are listening to this for a sign of human life. Who knows and who cares? You're here. That's all that matters. I have been looking at people stress out about goals and resolutions and maintaining and sustaining them and feeling like they are failures because they are not where they feel they should be. And that's not just a new year resolution thing. That's an everyday occurrence thing, especially in today's heavily saturated performative social media world where we see the highlight reels and the glossy flossy fabricated heavily filtered lives of people we are in constant comparison mode we often feel like we are just not living up to the standards of where we should be and for that we are suffering Oh, yes, a lot of us are suffering. We are not living in contentment. We want more, which there's nothing wrong with, but we want more for the wrong reasons. And a lot of us feel extremely stuck, 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 stuck. And it's not up. No, no, no. It's not Cardi B's and it's up and it's up and it's stuck. No, we feel stuck. We feel like we are in physical, emotional, mental, and especially financial quick sand. We are moving slowly, if at all, but we are getting nowhere. And I want us to realize that no matter where we are in life, we all have gifts, we all have talent, and we all have the capability to be resources. And most importantly, we are resourceful. However, with all of that said, we can only get so far 
if we, we still feel stuck. And I was listening to a podcast recently that shifted my being based on one comment. And that's all it takes, beautiful souls. It doesn't always take the whole book to shift your perspective. It doesn't always take the whole song. It doesn't always take the whole podcast. It doesn't always take the whole seminar or webinar to click. It doesn't always take the whole thing for the light bulb moment to happen. Sometimes it's one sentence. It's one phrase. It's one moment that says, oh, that's the lesson. That's what I'm supposed to get. That's what's supposed to click. And I had that moment recently, again, with a podcast I was listening to. And one of the guests said the following. She said, our gifts and our talents and at times our love can only take us as far as our healing. I said, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. You want to run that back, sis? You're telling me that a lot of us are stuck, not because of lack of effort, not because we're not trying, not because fill in the blank, but because our gifts, our talents, and often our love, the love we experience, the love we give, and the love we get can only go as far as our healing. Mm. Call me up and out. Call me up and out, will you? Call me up so I can hear what I need to hear and rise and call me out so I can stop playing the victim in my own way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was something. It hit me like a ton of bricks because we all talk and hear about healing. We all talk about it. We hear about it all the time. You must heal. You have to heal. You have to heal. You have to heal. But what does healing actually mean? And that's what we're going to talk about today, healing, what it really means to heal. Because though that was a profound statement to me that our gifts, talents, and sometimes the love we give and receive can only go as far as our healing, I felt the need to break down healing for us to even get to that profound statement. Because I can't even dissect my gifts, my talents, and the love that I receive and give. I can't even go to that powerful statement until I understand what healing is. Because I need to understand what healing is in order to understand why the lack of healing is the roadblock for my gifts, my talent, and the love that is given and receiving. Thus is the reason why I'm stuck. And if that's not for you, that's cool. You know, if you got it and you don't need to keep going anymore, thank you for being here. You can press pause or stop and go about your day. But for those of us who don't like generic statements, for those of us who need nuances broken down, for those of us who need bullet points, for those of us who need clarity, for those of us who still feel stuck, for those of us who want to continue on this healing path, but we want to continue with tips and tools that will actually help us get us to the emotional and mental and spiritual healthy destinations that we need to be at. Continue listening. Now, if you are not new here, you know that everything that we talk about has to be defined. Why? Because if we don't know the definition of the word, if we can't identify what it means, how can we place it properly in our lives? And the sad part about definitions is that most people don't know the definitions of actual words, feelings, and or emotions. They define things by their experience, but not by how it's actually defined. And that is dangerous. When we define things by our experience versus what they really mean, we are missing 
defining words, which means we are not categorizing our emotions, our feelings, and our experiences correctly. We are saying we're sad when we're actually disappointed. We are saying we are angry when we're actually embarrassed. We are saying we're embarrassed when we're actually sad. We are not identifying our feelings and emotions properly. Thus, our actions are not governed accordingly. So as such, the dictionary says healing is the process of making or becoming sound and healthy again. We continue on with dictionary from Cambridge that says the process of being well again, especially after a cut or other injury, making someone well again. If you are healing, if you need to be healed, you need to become well again after an injury. An injury doesn't have to be physical. You can have a spiritual injury. If you are a pastor's kid like me or ever grew up or been around any religious territory, you might experience church or religion hurt. You could have been shamed. You could have been violated under the name of God. In the name of Jesus, you could have been embarrassed. In the name of Jesus, you could have been shamed. In the name of Jesus, you could have been shunned. You need repair. You need wellness. You need to heal. You need to heal from the injury, the cut of the spiritual wound. You can financially need to heal. You can emotionally need to heal. You can spiritually need to heal as well as physically. Healing is not exclusive to the physical. A lot of us are wounded. The cut is deep. The emotional white meat is showing. The mental and spiritual and financial white meat is showing. We need stitches. We are bleeding out. We are trying to put band-aids on bullet hole wounds and a lot of us are stuck because of this. As such, our gifts, our talents, are on pause. Our gifts, our talents, they're dormant in us. Our discipline cannot flourish. Our love has extreme limits. Our boundaries are really walls. We are not allowing anything in and we are not releasing anything out. We say we don't like making friends. We say we don't like people. We say love sucks. We say men ain't shit. We say women are trash. We say, I don't trust people. We say, I have trust issues. We say, we, 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 we want to stay in the house. We don't like going anywhere. I don't like people. I don't like things. I don't like places. We're not having orgasms because we can't release. We have sexual trauma. We need healing from so many things. And we wonder why. We're exhausted. We're depleted. We wake up every day after getting sleep, but no one is getting rest. We wonder why our relationships are suffering. Our platonic, our friendships are in the toilet. We can't seem to trust our friends. We keep them at bay. They keep us at bay. We can't get it right in our marriages and our dating relationships. We keep attracting trash. We are the trash that is attracted. We are a mess. We are a mess. And we might not be a mess in some areas. You might be thriving financially, but emotionally, how you doing? Your friendships might be fantastic. Chef's kiss. How are your relationships? Your sex life might be fantastic. You're coming all over the place and you're staying in the sheets, but you can't get somebody to commit to you. You are desired, but you're not chosen. 
Hey, you were chosen. You got married. You can get a man. You can get a woman whenever you want. But your sex life is dry. You're in a relationship with no intimacy. You're getting bent over, but nobody's asking you how you're doing. Your magical thighs are constantly spread. Your clitoris is jumping. Your balls are sucked, but nobody cares when you're sick. Nobody will even make you a can of chicken noodle soup. You're wounded. You're hurting. But you fly as hell. You're flewed out. You're traveling. You're seeing the world, which is amazing. That's an amazing thing. But are you realizing that you're practicing and living in escapism as well? You're wounded. You're running from something. Your Instagram and your TikTok is popping with your passport bro having ass. You're traveling the world, tapping into sex tourism. Because mm -hmm, that is a thing. Because you're saying women ain't shit and you can't find a good woman. And there's no submissive women out here. So I'll go to foreign countries. And let women dote on me left and right who really just want a green card or want the come up because I refuse to sit down and realize that I'm wounded and I don't want a real woman that will challenge me and call me up and that has a mind of her own. I want a docile being. I want someone who doesn't speak English, someone who will cater to me hand and foot because I don't want marriage. I want a wife. I want a maid. I want a cook. I want a chef. I want somebody to bear my children that won't question me. Not because I'm a man, because I'm a wounded little boy. And my talents, I refuse to show because I'm wounded. My gifts, I refuse to show or keep them limited and tap into escapism and sex tourism because I'm really wounded. This might not be making sense to any of you, but let me tell you, as a life coach who has people come to her and open up and bear their souls, the majority of us, myself included, we're practicing avoidance at an all-time high. We need healing, but instead we will take a trip. We need healing, but instead that friend is exiled off the island because she missed one thing. We need healing because we'll hold someone emotionally hostage instead of divorcing them or separating from them. We'll withhold sex from them. We will withhold intimacy from them. We will withhold everything from them but want to keep them near we need healing what does healing mean that's why we're here today a lot of us have experienced extreme trauma that we have normalized you know meeting my husband many moons ago he put the mirror in my face there is nothing like marriage and children nothing like marriage and children your spouse and your child to put a mirror you can't run from in your face. Why? Because you're cohabitating. You're in the same house every day. They see you at your best and they certainly see you at your worst. They don't get the glammed up, heavily filtered version of you. They see you with your bonnet on without your bra. They see you in your boxes and no shirt. They know when you haven't bathed. They smell you unlike other people on the outside. They see you with the crust in your eye and the stink breath. You can't run from your husband and your children and your wife who sees you and your partner in your rawest form. My husband told me early on before we even became husband and wife, when we first started shacking up, he told me that I normalized violence. He was in shock and in awe that my sister and I fist fought. It was unfathomable to him for his sibling and him to put their hands on each other. 
When I told him my sister and I fought, you know what his first words were? He said, okay, I hope both of you are all right. What did you say to each other? I said, say, no, 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 I mean fought. We fist fought. The gasp that that man let out. <gasps> what? However, is that such a thing? And I thought he was overreacting. Because why wouldn't we fight? We fight. We're from the Bronx, New York, where shit happens. It's what we do. She said some shit. I said some shit. She came charging at me like a bull. We got to clapping. And he said, no, beloved, beautiful soul. No, no, no. That is not what siblings are supposed to do. And over the course of our courtship, into our engagement, into our first years of marriage, he realized how I responded was extremely confrontational and ready at all times to set it off. And before he even knew what therapy was, before he knew what emotional and mental healing was, before he knew what spiritual healing was, this man said, you need to take a look at why you think getting physically violent with people is okay. He didn't even know that he was telling me that I needed to heal. I needed to root up the reason as to why I thought slapping somebody, keying somebody's car, putting a bat to somebody's head, punching somebody in the face, dragging somebody up out the Acura. He didn't even know that he was telling me that I needed to heal. Because this man said, if you think you ever going to swing my way, Shorty, you got another thing coming. There will be no marriage. There will be no husband. There will be no wife. You could keep your ring. And you could go right back to the undisciplined, violent home you came from. That will not be allowed up in here. Not up in here. You need to figure that out. That man told me I needed to heal. And of course, throughout our 20-year relationship, we have been calling each other up and out on healing again before I became the life architect, before he became the Denny Blanco you guys know and love now. We were calling each other up and out to healing without even knowing it. And now fast forward to present day, we understand our traumas and our discomfort and our hurt thanks to couples therapy and individual therapy and our continued in-home therapy with each other. We understand where we were, where we are, and where we want to go. And without therapy, we would not still be married today. And even with therapy, it is still hard. It is still hard to realize that at this big grown age, we still need healing and that healing is not a destination. It's a continued journey. When I asked myself what healing is really when I did the research for this episode. Oh, my notes, extensive, extensive. I, I just, I couldn't even fathom how many people are confused as to what healing is because we have this, this disconnect because there's so much information out there that tells us, hey, if you no longer feel this about that, then you're healed. And then something happens to trigger us and we get hurt we get mad all over again. We cry all over again. We lash out all over again. We bleed all over people who didn't cut us again. And then we feel like we failed at healing because we were triggered and we allowed ourselves to feel as humans feel again. And that does not mean you're failing, beautiful soul, because you were triggered. Trauma is the loss of connection to self. 
If you've experienced trauma, you lost connection to yourself. Somebody stripped you of something. Somebody stripped you of your virginity. Somebody stripped you of your joy. Somebody stripped you of your safety. Somebody stripped you of your trust. Somebody stripped you of your happiness. Somebody stripped you of your safety. Somebody stripped you of something. Therefore, you lost your connection to self in that area. So if trauma is you losing the connection to yourself in that particular area, then healing must be the recognition of self again. Did you hear what I said? If trauma is the loss of connection to self, then healing has to be the reconnection to self. How are you reconnecting to yourself? And the definition of reconnecting is connect back together to reestablish a bond of communication or emotion. How are you reestablishing a bond of connection and or emotion to yourself? The self that was lost, the self that was stolen, the self that was stripped away without your permission. How are you reestablishing a bond of communication and or emotion to that version of yourself? That is healing. That is healing. Whether you do that through journaling, whether you do that through prayer and meditation, whether you do that through therapy, life coaching, or counseling, whether you do that through workout and exercise, whether you do that through all of the above, how are you reconnecting and reestablishing a bond of communication and or emotion to the self, the version of you that was lost or taken from you? That is how I define healing. I started to realize that I was healing when the past pain that I had, that I was carrying like a badge of honor, started to loosen its hold and dominion over my present, which means that it wouldn't have a hold over me in my future, even if I was triggered. You don't fail at healing if you're triggered, beautiful soul. You're allowed to have a smell, a taste, a sound, a word, a reference remind you of something. Healing doesn't mean you automatically forget. You're allowed to say, oh, my goodness, that temporarily froze me. That smell, that sound, that song, that taste, that person looked like my abuser. I'm allowed to have a moment of woe. Whoa. But guess what? That moment of woe was temporary. I visited that triggering space. I didn't take up residency there. That's how I knew I started to heal because the residency loosened. There's no mortgage taken out in this triggering space. I don't live here anymore. It's a moment. It didn't bring a suitcase. It didn't ask for a lease or a mortgage. It visited. I acknowledged it. Did not try to suppress it and act like it wasn't there. Didn't try to sex it away or drink it away or ignore it away. It wasn't a crane in the sky. I said, hi, what you doing here? I got curious. I said, you scared me. You are scaring me. Hey, Trigger, what can I do for you? And by being curious with my triggers, I started to loosen the hold that the trigger had on me. I can have a visceral reaction. The hairs can stand up on the back of my neck. I can break out into a weep. I can temporarily go in the house and not want to come out for the rest of the day or the weekend. But guess what? The sun shined again and I walked outside. That's how I knew that I was healing. That's how I knew the process of becoming well again was happening. That's how I knew the cut or the injury 
wasn't as deep as it used to be. That's how I knew the emotional and mental and spiritual stitches were working. I stopped picking at the scab. I got curious about the scab. And every time it cracked open a little bit with a trigger, I nursed it instead of ran from it. So I wasn't bleeding everywhere. I started to come back to my authentic self by not rejecting the parts of me that were scared, the parts of me that I didn't like, the parts of me that I hated, the parts of me that felt weak, the parts of me that felt like a victim, the parts of me that felt ugly, the parts of me that felt like a whore because I was searching for love through men and penis that my father didn't give to me. The abandonment parts of me that I drank excessively, ate Long Island iced teas in one night, partying from dusk till dawn, misspending, not respecting my money, not honoring my money, not being a vessel that money wanted to come to and felt safe with. That is how I started to heal. That's what healing meant. I found peace and acceptance and forgiveness with my authentic self that wasn't always pretty that was ugly that was nasty that was rude that was aggressive that was disrespectful that was the loudest most hurt person in the room i stopped rejecting myself because i was embarrassed by myself i stopped rejecting the parts of me that weren't pretty I stopped putting on a facade and acted like that person didn't exist. I got really curious about her. I asked her questions. I got real clear with her. And I told her that she is now safe, not because other people created safety for her, but because I created the safe spaces that she needed I created the safe spaces that weren't there for her, that caused her to act out. I became the mother she needed. I became the father that she needed. I became the adult that she needed. And adults, I became the Titi that she needed, the Theo that she needed, the Abuela that she needed. I became the teachers that she needed. I created the homes that she needed. I created the financial stability that she needed. She didn't need to go to war anymore every day because she was safe. She didn't need to act like she was in the wilderness every day because she was safe. She didn't need to wake up in battle mode every day because she woke up in safety. She didn't need to act like she was living in a space of lack. There was no scarcity of food. There was no eviction notices on her door because she paid the rent. She bought the food because she worked and she earned it and no one could take it away from her. That is how I knew I was healing. I accepted that I've been hurt. I've accepted that I've been abused. And as such, I became well again after my emotional, mental, and spiritual, and sometimes physical injuries. I wanted to be someone who was well. I wanted to be someone who was sound and healthy. So I had to recognize the parts of me that embarrassed me. What does recognition mean? 
the identification of someone or something, a person from a previous encounter or knowledge. I previously encountered the old version of myself. I had to recognize her. I had to stop pretending she wasn't there. I had to acknowledge her existence. I had to validate her existence. I had to accept her existence. I had to grant her permission and give her approval. I had to endorse her. That is healing. I had to find tools and modalities to do so. I had to try a few things to decide what worked for me. You have to do the same for you. Meditation for me was one of the things that really helped me. But meditation might not work for you. Prayer helped me. It might not work for you. Therapy is not one dimensional. So many people think talk therapy is it. No, there are so many modalities of therapy and so many specialties depending on your needs. There's CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapies. There's integrative and holistic therapies. There's behavioral therapy. There are so many different therapies to choose from. There are so many different ways to find yourself again. There's so many different ways to activate your healing and sustain your healing. There's so many different tools you can have in your emotional, mental, and spiritual toolbox. You just have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to reconnect with yourself. Again, as I said in the beginning, if trauma is the loss of connection of self, then healing is the reconnection of self, to self, by self, for self. You have to be willing to reconnect and recognize self. How do you reconnect and recognize with yourself? That is the question. Before you set goals that are attainable or unattainable, before you guilt yourself and shame yourself about not being who you want to be or believe you should be, remind yourself about the topic that started this whole episode. My gifts, my talents, my love can only go as far as my healing. Where's your healing at? Where are you in your healing journey? Have you started it? Have you restarted it again? Again, because it's no destination. It's healing. Every time you think you are healed in one area, there's going to be another pop-up, pop, a pop-up reminder that your journey has a new leg, a new route to take, a new place to go, a new avenue to turn left right down every connection you make i truly believe every connection we make will remind us that there is a new healing journey we have to take and yes it can be exhausting it can be exhausting to believe like hey i'm never ever going to stop healing if you stop healing beautiful soul you die whatever doesn't grow dies and that's not to say that you won't have days weeks and months of peace that's to say that healing is often different. There will be some things that heal with ease and there will be other things that heal with a lot of work. There will be some things that have no ease attached to it. It's going to be laborsome. It's going to be arduous. It's going to be laborsome. You're going to need support. You're going to feel like a burden and that's okay. 
You're allowed not to have it all together every day. You're allowed to have the ebb and flow of life. You're allowed to be the lender some days and the borrower in other days. You're allowed to be the resource sometimes and need resources in others. You're allowed to be the go-to person and the quote-unquote strong friend sometimes. And you're then allowed to be the person who needs the strong friend to tap in. It's okay to not always be okay. But if you feel stuck, remind yourself that it might be because you can only go as far as your healing has gone. How can I move my healing forward so that my gift, my purpose, and my love, my peace, and my sanity can move forward? The healing might be the release of a person, a place, and or a thing. The healing might be the acknowledgement, the accountability, and the action taking on your role in your own suffering. The healing might be an addition of a person, place, or thing. Not rejecting new friends, not rejecting a new job, not rejecting a new move because you're scared. You're full of fear. You're operating from a place of lack. Your healing can look different than mine. Your healing can look different than your spouses. Your healing can look different than your friends. Your healing can look different from your families. But one thing that's universal about healing is that we all need it. We all deserve it. And healing is our birthright.